0: Greetings and welcome to Shnayim Mikra, the podcast series developed and sponsored by the Orthodox Union hosted here at OU.org. We are very near the end of this series and it has uh, been really a thrill and a privilege uh, for me to be studying with you over many of the Parshiot and to uh, join many esteemed colleagues in this wonderful venture and uh, now that we are going to begin the study of Parashat Zinu. Uh, my name is Yitzchak Shalom, and I'll be with you for the rest of the week uh, as we study this most uh, special parasha, which is commonly known as Shirat Moshe. And I'm going to take the opportunity afforded by the relatively short aliot, although very difficult aliot, uh, to discuss the role of poetry in Tanakh, the form of Shirat in Tanakh, and the special place of Hazinu, both within Torah, in Halakha, and um, and within the graphics of Shirat. And we'll start with the latter. Uh, the end of Parashat Vayelech contains what is commonly known as the last mitzvah in the Torah. In Parak Lamed Aleph Pasuk Yod Tet VeAtak zot V'Lamdat Bnei Sima Write this song, teach it to Bnei Israel, It should be in their mouth. It should be a testimony to B'nei Yisrael. And what is the notion, as it's developed in Parshat Vayelach, that when bad things befall Am Yisrael, and they know this song, the song of Ha'azinu, Shirat Moshe, by heart, and they're able to recite it, they will also reflect upon how they got into the terrible situation they're in, and that is indeed what's laid out here in the song. Um, one more piece to it is the way the Rambam understands the mitzvah of Tivat Sefer Torah the mitzvah of every Jew writing a Sefer Torah is that the mitzvah is to write Parashat Hazinu, or to write Shirat Azinu. and because we do not write a Sefer Torah in just sections, but we write the entire piece, the entire Torah therefore you're chayav to write a Sefer Torah but that makes this parashah, in a sense, the most significant core and central parsha in the entire Torah, or at least the first six aliyot of it, which are Shirat Hazinu, 43 psukim of Shirat Hazinu, which comprise, the entire parsha. is one chapter in Tvarim, so we'll only be talking about verse numbers. The first aliyah takes up the first six verses, and we'll take a look at it right now. And in the next podcast, we'll start looking at the second aliyah, I will discuss the liturgical role of Ha'azinu uh, within the context of its use as a shir yom, as it were, by the Levim in the Beit HaMikdash, and begin to explore why this is such a central piece. Ha'azinu ha'shamayim vaadabeira. This is Moshe speaking. Listen, O heavens, and I will speak. Ve'tishmah ha'aretz Imrefi, And let the land hear the words of my mouth. Now, important to note, the et sign, the break sign that the trope marks indicate, is very helpful in our understanding the role and the system of biblical poetry. All of biblical po- poetry is built on a binary system, where there are two halves of an idea, two sticks as they're called, and each stick, has a parallel in the other stick. It may be a direct parallel or an inverted parallel where the opposite meaning is there. So for instance ha'azinu is matched with Vitishma, Let it hear. Ha'Shamayim is matched with its opposite number ha'aretz, which creates what we call a merismus, where you essentially have everything from the heaven to the earth. And you have many examples of that in Tanakh where the two extremes are mentioned as if to Bring everything between Narviyad from the youngest to the oldest. And Adabera matches with Imrefi, and this is the style of poetry. And Moshe is calling the heavens and the earth to be his witnesses about the content of this of this uh, song. This Pasuk is not part of the song, oh it is graphically and it is form wise, but it is not part of the content of the song, it is in the introduction or the exposition of the song. And so is the next pasuk, and so is the third. Yaarof kamatar likchi my lekach my teachings should drop like rain. Tizal katal imrati. Now that right there is a parallelism. Let my words or my what I say drip like dew. Kisairim ale deshe like winds that blow on the grass. Vechir vivim ale and again, like winds that blow over the grass. So these are two different phrases to say the same thing. And now you have essentially a double set of sticks in which they answer each other. And Moshe is pleading that his words should fall and nurture and give growth. Now, the next one, Kishem Adonai Ekra havu godele Eloheinu, sounds like it violates all the laws all the rules I just mentioned. Because there's no parallel here. <coughs> So, in order to understand it, we have to understand that the word Ki here does not mean the word because, which is how we normally translate it in modern Hebrew. The word Ki, typically in Tanakh, means if or when. So here, Ki, Shem, Adonai, Akra, when I call God's name, Havu, give greatness to our God. In other words, Moshe is saying, when I invoke God's name, you respond with Baruch Shem, with some sort of a blessing. And therefore, this really is a parallel. Ekra is parallel to Havu, meaning I call out, you respond. Shem Hashem is, uh, ki shem Hashem is Godel L'Eloheinu. So, or Havu Godel is the parallel to Ekra. When I call it God's name, you respond. And this is sort of an, a, a double parallelism. Because it's a parallelism in the words, but it's also a parallelism in the action that he's telling them to do. I will call out, you parallel that by responding to me. And now, what is the beginning of the essence of the song, Hatsur, the rock, and it's a reference to God. Hatsur, this, this word played a critical role in a famous compromise in 1948 that I'll mention at the end of the Aliyah. Hatsur tamim po'alo, all of his actions are perfect. Ki Rahab mishpat, for all of his ways are ways of justice. Everything God does is something of justice. So I have to remember the context. Because this shirah will be a shirah that we will memorize, and that we will know, and that we will recite when troubles have befallen us. And the first thing we're going to say is that God is a true judge. And all of his ways are ways of justice. And therefore what has happened to us is a just thing. El Emunah. Now Emunah, which in current colloquy means Our belief in something that we perhaps can't substantiate by reason or by evidence here means what Emunah really means in its original form, which means trust. He's a trustworthy God, ve'en Avel, and with no perversion of that justice, Sadik ve'Asharu. He is righteous and straight, which means honest. Again, a declaration that all of God's ways are honest, all of God's ways are correct. And if we now fi- find ourselves, at some point in history, in a terrible situation, our first declaration has to be, it's something that's part of the world of justice. It's not unjust. Shichet lo, lo banav mumam. And now you have to look at how the two words lo are. Shichet lo, meaning he has harmed him. Meaning the harm has come to him. Lo. The harm doesn't come to him. Banav mumam. His children are the ones with the, with the mum. Meaning, it's not that the fault is in him, the fault is in the children. B'nai Israel. Dor ikesh ufetaltol. A crooked and windy generation, meaning a generation that's not straight. The opposite of he is yashar, we are p'taltol. He is Sadiq, we are ikesh. So now we find with between the psukim, there's a parallel kind of relationship, of an inverted parallel. Hala Adonai tigmuluzot you think to do this to God? Amnaval naval v'lochacham is foolish and unwise nation. Halahu avicha kanecha. He is your father. And kanecha here is like konecha, the one who created you. Who <coughs> ascha, he made you by konecha, and he set you up. And that's the end of the Aliyah. Important to note, the beginning of Pasuk Vav, there are three different ways in the the Ema record, three different ways to write that first word. One is the way that it's written in our Sifrei Torah, which is a He and a space, and then LaShem. The second one is to write the whole thing as one word, hey Lamed, yod kei yod and a hey and a vav and a hey, or to write the hey lamet as a separate word, uh, and then uh, Shem Hashem. In any case, what the meaning of it is is the hey is the interrogative hey, right? Do you think to do this to to God? Meaning, do you think to hurt God, you foolish people? He's your father. You you owe him everything. You're, and and uh, and that's the the end of that introductory piece. Why that's an introductory piece? Talk about in the second and third aliyot. We talk about the whole structure of Hazino. As I mentioned, there's an interesting story about the word sur. In 1948, when David Ben Gurion was trying to get the people to the different uh, political factions together to be able to uh, get them to agree on forming of a state and on, uh, and on uh, the wording of a declaration of independence, he had the following problem, is that the communists refused to sign any declaration that had God in it. And the religious parties refused to sign a declaration that did not have God in it. So Ben-Gurion, I believe that he was the, the author of this particular line, uh, put in something that everybody could be happy with. And that is, if you look in the Declaration of Independence, it says, Bevitachon malei betzur Israel," With a full trust in the Rock of Israel. Communists interpreted it to be whatever they interpreted. We, the religious understood it to be God, the Rock of Israel. Of course, sur Yisrael. And, but that is a phrase that really starts here. Hatsur, Tamim Pa'lo, referring to God as Hatsur. Okay, we'll pick it up in the next podcast with the second Aliyah. And again, continue to talk about the role and nature of shirah, biblical poetry, as we move along. Everybody should have a wonderful day.